The Florida Panthers went up against the Columbus Blue Jackets for the second time this season. The last time around, they scored nine goals. And history repeated itself this time around as they got eight in this one. We're going to talk more about this game against the Columbus Blue Jackets and talk all about this third line with one game remaining before the All-Star break slash Olympic break on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your first listen of the day. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, February 1st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And once again, thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, like I said in the beginning, the Florida Panthers do it again against against these same Columbus Blue Jackets. The last time these two teams faced off against each other was that back-to-back just earlier this month where they scored seven against Dallas and then they got nine against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Incredible that they got 16 goals in a two-game span at that time. But this time, it was a road game in Nationwide Arena, a play, a, a part of the Florida Panthers season on the road of the offensive barrage that the Florida Panthers have shown at home this season just hasn't been consistent on the road this season. But the Florida Panthers are really starting to find their game on the road. Andrew Brunette in his press conferences over and over again says, we got to find our road game, however you personate his voice. But you know what? You know what I mean? He's always trying to say say that we got to find our road game and the Florida Panthers just this recent stretch of their two game trip in Dallas and Carolina their five game western canadian trip and now this first game of this quick two game trip before the olympic break they come out with a bang in this one and this third line just incredible for this Florida Panthers team a combined 15 points the the Lundell Reinhardt and Mason Marchment line, five goals, 10 assists in, in this game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, carrying them to an 8-4 victory. And my goodness, it's it's all it, it feels at this point that every single time it's a different line, a different player stepping up for this Florida Panthers team. And when you want to win a Stanley Cup, you the the different parts of scoring and different lines have to come out at night in and night out for this Florida Panthers team. And when we think about how this Florida Panthers team played on the road to start the season, winning their first three, and then going on a major slump uh, throughout over a month. And then now this most recent stretch of games, the Florida Panthers now find themselves in a great position right before the Olympic break and it, and man it's just great to see and they set the tone early just scoring 30 seconds into the game and not letting up they never trailed in 
this game as well. The Florida Panthers did allow it to get close at times during this game, which we'll talk more about in the next segment. But the Panthers, they continue to just build their leads and keeping the leads and just not letting up mostly. And we've seen this time and time again in the past where they've blown a lead late within the last minute of the game. It's tied in the last minute of the game, and then they, they give up a goal late in the game. But I something I tweeted out um, like in the middle of the first period or second period when it, after it was 4-2 at the end of the first, I said, I'm glad that the Florida Panthers team now has depth scoring around Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov because in years past, that wasn't the case. And it was top line reliant. And once teams shut, shut down that top line, there was nothing else this Florida Panthers team could do. And they had to rely on their goaltending and Roberto Luongo at the time. And even Sergei Bobrovsky in the first uh, two years, but Sergei Bobrovsky wasn't even playing well his first two years. But now that they got those pieces around the two superstars and Aaron Ekblad, of course, the 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 Florida Panthers just continue to find ways to win. And now they're three games over 500 on the road. And they were flirting with 500 most of this season. And now they created a little bit of that cushion, that separation, as they try to just continue to rack up wins on the road. And most of their road games, um, most of their games, excuse me, are, are just coming on the road as they finish off the next 30 some odd games before the playoffs start. And I, something I saw as well on the internet is that the Florida Panthers can lose for a whole month of the season and they could still make the playoffs again. They need to forget how to play hockey in order to not make the playoffs, but the Florida Panthers, they just, they just continue to find ways. It, it's always, once again, it's always somebody different every single night. And this, tonight or last night because you're listening to this on a Tuesday the Florida Panthers third line was that line for the cats in this one and it for it like and also with the scoring and the lead that the Florida Panthers were able to build the Andrew Burnett's job towards the end of the game was a lot easier. Being able to manage the minutes of his superstars. Of course, this is the first end of a back-to-back going in Columbus tonight and then going into New York on Tuesday to face off against the Rangers. But that that is what happens when you get up to a big lead early. And of course, like I said, they, they, let, it, they let it a little close um, towards the middle of the game. But when you break away and you find ways to to increase your lead late, you give your team an opportunity to rest more. You give you allow them to be more fresh. And we've seen it with this team that they've put different line combinations every single night. It's not just a same line for a whole week now. There's always different things. There's always challenges for coaches regardless of whether you're first place or even last place in the nhl and andrew brunette wasn't afraid to experiment that with putting barkoff and huberto on the top line even though the barkoff and huberto line got got one goal in in the game which was a power play goal so great great news for the florida panthers regardless but still the challenges that 
the coach has to make and still taking some gambles, taking Sam Reinhart off that first line. Let's not forget there's a good part of the season where Rhino was on that top line and then taking him out for Max and Mammon at the time. I was a little hesitant at first, but of course, injuries, COVID happened. And now Andrew Burnett is looking like a freaking genius trying to like gamble on these lines. And Andrew Burnett also a few days ago talked about how putting Barkoff and Huberto on separate lines makes them better. But at the but now seeing them together in this one, part of me thought is is Andrew Burnett not trying to tip his hand, or is he trying to create a spark for the this team? So it can it can go one of different ways for trying to put Barkoff and Huberto together. But hey. Different games call call for different things. And of course, after tomorrow, you you have so much time to just reevaluate more of what the season is. But at right now for this Florida Panthers team, this eight to four win for, for this team, the third line performing the way that they are, you just can't separate them at this point. And there was a time where the fourth line was really dominating this Florida Panthers team. So it's not it's not just middle six it's not just top six it's every 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 single part of this lineup and the florida panthers their coaching staff is probably so elated when it comes to uh the the scoring that is offered from each each line every every single night and of course you the fan and myself it's just great to to see that this florida panthers team just continues to find ways to score and and it just comes down to speed as well of their zone entries and their and their able to, their ability to draw three on twos or two on ones going the other way, getting in the back check and and, and on the four check as well, and just the Florida Panthers are just continuing continue trying to do that, and it, it, it it's uh, it's great to see the first the first uh, team to uh, get to sixty nine points in in the in the NHL, and the Florida Panthers continue to just continue on this quest and just continuing night in and night out trying to get better. And it's just a beautiful thing to see, but we're going to break down more of this game against the Columbus blue jackets is eight to four victory over Columbus. But right now I want to tell you all about bet online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.ag has way more odds and info for this playoff season for scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. Bet Online, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino game, Bet Online is your number one spot for wagering destinations. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Also, make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Now, where all the local experts across the Lockdown NHL network will be breaking down their quick one to two minute recaps of each game happening every night in the National Hockey League. So, this game started off with uh, lines of Huberto, Barkoff, and Verhage, like we talked about with the line changes. Anthony Duclair, Sam Bennett, Owen Tippett. We'll talk a little bit about Owen Tippett as well. Mason Marchment, Anton Lindell, Sam Reinhart, the, the line of the night. Ryan Lomberg, Itulu Sarainen, and Joe Thornton. Defensive pairings, Uyghur Ekblad, Forsling Gudis, and Lucas Carlson, and Brandon Montour. And like I said, the Florida Panthers go into this one 
scoring right away 32 seconds into the into the into the game and two of those goals at least in the very beginning you got to give credit to the defenseman you got to give credit to Radko Gudis for keeping it in the zone on the first goal dumping it in and then and then Lundell finding uh Mason Marchment for that one 32 seconds into into the game and then the sec uh, and then dumping into the net and then chasing the puck as well the second one Mackenzie Weger dumps it behind and Mason Marchment just finds Anton Lindell and then Sam Reinhardt's for an open, wide open net. Just the, this Florida Panthers team just continues with the way they're the way they do their quick passing. Just coaches, they always teach one thing. They teach one thing, head on a swivel of moving your head back and forth, of keeping two two seconds on your man one second on the puck and continuing to like move it back and forth to, to just never lose your man and never lose the puck. But with the quick passing that the Florida Panthers continue to do, it's just hard for def- defenses to just keep up with it. And, the, and before you know it, that puck is moving and getting into the net and Elvis Merzlikens just on all, all night in the beginning of this game. I mean, they, they pulled the goalie uh, to begin the third period, but Elvis Merzlikens in the first 40 minutes was just, just left out to dry for for his uh for his Columbus Blue Jackets team but though the Florida Panthers did get score a lot of goals there was a lot of uh there was a lot of times where the floor the Columbus Blue Jackets made this a lot closer than it needed to be and the the first goal um not Bobrovsky's fault but um Nyquist uh, deflects it right into the net but there were, there were two specific turnovers that Aaron Ekblad had that Patrick Laine converted on both of them uh, to to make this game closer than what I thought needed to be. And Radko Gudis as well, the physicality in this one. Radko Gudis had two hits in like five seconds on Cole Sillinger and Eric Robinson. So that was also a big tone setter for the Florida Panthers early. And the Florida Panthers also scored their first power play goal in just about over a week. They, they went three straight games without a power play goal. Their first uh, one since their game against the Seattle Kraken, but also encouraging to see as well that their power play, even though it's one out of those eight goals that it's continuing to be a, a unit that is continuing to build. And this is what these wins are bringing for the Florida Panthers. These are continuing to be building blocks for you get some power play goals, you get some third line scoring, you get some um, timely goaltending when you need to. Sure, the stats for Sergei Bobrovsky are going to say 32 of 36 on this one. But single game uh, save percentage um, for, for Sergei Bobrovsky does not tell the whole story because there was a few times where the Columbus Blue Jackets had some great A opportunities on two-on-ones going the other way, and Sergei Bobrovsky just uh, w- was able to make make stops when he needed to. But the redirection and those uh, turnovers, but um, two of them by Ekblad um, that I could recall, um, I, I, I can't really put blame on Sergei Bobrovsky for, for those because, I mean, he was left one-on-one um, on uh, Patrick Lane for that. But still, the Florida Panthers, their ability to score – just in bunches and four two you see four two at the end of the first period and you think that that's a final score with 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 the with this game and it's like oh oh crap we got 40 40 minutes to go and Lundell gets three assists in the first period Mason Marchman gets a goal and an assist and then Rhino gets uh two of them and and the 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 second one 
by Sam Reinhardt. He was denied 20 seconds right before, and then uh, the puck gets to the neutral zone, and then uh, Sam Reinhardt just pokes it away, and just just beautiful, just uh, chef's kiss by by this uh, third line for the Florida Panthers. And the Florida Panthers, they're used to getting four goals. And and I wrote something down and I went and I wrote like a little thumbnail saying, correct this before the game is over. So they score 13 goals in their last 16 games. And I wrote 12, two and one pending the final score of this one. So thir- four plus goals in 13 of their last 16 games going all the way back to their win against Tampa Bay Lightning, the 9-3 win, where they've scored they scored at least three goals three times in that span and seven goals four times in that span. 13-2-1. You're going to give your chance, you're going to give your team a chance to win nine times out of 10, or this time 13 times out of 16 for the Florida Panthers. And the speed let's let, let's go let's go to the second period and Lundell now is second in in rookie points in the NHL after his five point night a beautiful stretch pass to um to Mason Marchment and then Sam Reinhart using his speed to get through the offensive zone and then Mason Marchment finding Sam Reinhart for the goal to make it five two at the time and Let's not forget the criticism that came out of Buffalo when Sam Reinhart got only one point in six games. Now he's averaging a, a, about a point a game now for for this uh, Florida Panthers team. And uh, I and NHL.com is actually fairly quick with updating their uh, points for individual players once games go final. So the fact that Sam Reinhart is contributing the way he has as of late after getting off to a somewhat slow start offensively but when you're getting reacclimated acclimated to a new system it, it takes a little bit and nhl.com has it updated now uh 43 points in four in 43 games a point per game for sam reinhardt now he's in a better situation he got paid up just over six million dollars um when the florida panthers got his rfa rights. so and Remember, there was a lot of worry in this Florida Panthers fan base because he was the last RFA to be signed as well. It took a little while, but Jamison Olive talked about it. David Dwork talked about it, how the relationship between the front office and Sam Reinhardt to get the contract situated was all, there was no issues. And people were starting to wonder whether he was worth that over $6 million cap hit and averaging a point per game on this Florida Panthers team and being a bottom six player too. Capable of being a top-line player, uh, being on that right wing next to Barkov, but the fact that he's on that third line, being that mentor to a young 20-year-old in Anton Lundell. And he talked about after the game how Anton Lundell is more mature than most 20-year-olds. So that says a lot. And and they talked about uh, – we hear Barkov and Lundell comparisons all the time, and then – a lot of pictures start to resurface of when Barkov came into the league at 18 years old. And it's just like, they grow up so fast. And Anton Lindell, he hasn't developed, he hasn't even developed his full physical strength yet coming into 
the U.S. and coming into the NHL at 20 years old. Because when you have the training, that the strength and conditioning that NHL teams provide, Anton Lindell is going to get that, especially this offseason and into the next. And we are going to see Anton Lindell really, really bulk up in the last in the next few years. And he's doing this, having this production at 20 years old, too. And it's just a, a thing of beauty. And though, the, again, they the Panthers had a little bit of a scare in, in this one. Benstrom uh, makes it 5-3, um, and after Sergey Bobrovsky is unable to hold the puck, and we talked about Aaron Ekblad's uh, few turnovers that Patrick Lane was able to to um, com- um, convert um, on, on Ekblad's turnovers. But, man, the really, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very happy. I'm very, I got to be very happy for Owen Tippett. And we're going to talk about it later this week about Owen Tippett and some of the trade rumors that he he's in. But great to see Owen Tippett get on, on the board. Um, and the broadcast, Steve Goldstein talked about how Owen Tippett was the last player off of the ice after morning skate. And he was working with Tomo Rutu, the assist, one of the assistant coaches uh, for the Panthers. And just Tomo Rutu was just starting to feed him some pucks and starting to like get help him get his shot developed. And of course, Owen Tippett had a little bit of time on the top line the last few games. And of course, was the, there was a little bit of a change with Barkoff and Huberto. Doesn't help that Max and Mammon's not healthy right now, but giving him that opportunity to at least get something going, regardless of whether he's he has a future here or not, great to see that Owen Tippett is getting on, on the board. And Owen Tippett in that one, uh, Made, made it six to four. And there was a situation later in the game where Owen Tippett had a, a steal on right on right in the Columbus blue Jackets zone. And he had a beautiful setup to Brandon Montour. So uh, like that, that is going to help his case for a possible trade value. I mean, there, of course there's rumors with Arizona. There's rumors uh, that I haven't heard anything about whether, um, the Florida Panthers are involved in a trade with John Klimberg, but I've also heard, but I have heard Ben Sherratt of the Montreal Canadiens. So what kind of, what kind of situation does Bill Zito and what package put together? But the more Owen Tippett scores and the more he gets involved in the offense and in, in, in a top six role, it's going to be beneficial for both sides. And hopefully if, if Owen Tippett does end up getting traded it's a better situation for him and you got to root for the guy regardless because he is a human being of course he's a hockey player too but you have to me personally as covering this team and and seeing them in the press conferences every day and of course uh covering um these games you root for i i tend to more root for individual players more and more and of course i'm rooting so hard for owen Tippett, regardless of what happens um to him but let let's go Let's go also to another moment in this one where Columbus just gives away the puck and then Mason Marchment. It's not just his goal scoring. It's not just his hits in the neutral zone, but his ability to just feed pucks as well. Um, sets up Mackenzie Weger right in the slot for his fourth goal of the season. And now Mason Marchment um, <laughs> just checking again for NHL.com because they update they update uh, the, the stats so fast. M- Mason Marchment... Um, Right now, NHL.com says uh, 17 points in 20 games. I'm not sure if that is accurate, but 
if that if that isn't and he and if you add the points that he had i mean it would be 23 points in 21 games if that if that is if that is accurate but right now nhl.com says 17 in in 20 and we think about where dennis mulgan on that trade zero points in eight games for the toronto maple leafs and a minus three during his time there luckily for dennis mulgan um thanks to alex baumgartner of the fifth line five r show um he, he will be playing in the Olympics for Team Switzerland, and he's actually having a pretty good season for his his team in Switzerland, 44 points in 40 games. So happy for Dennis Mulgan, and of course, he's going to be on the on the big stage uh, for Team Switzerland in the Olympics. But we also I also want to talk about Mason Marchment's time on ice as well. He led the Florida Panthers in shots with six um, in, in this one, and of course, his ice time, 15 minutes and 19 seconds in this one. And he gets the production that he has. And even we saw in the late game situations of the, of Andrew Brettnett continuing to want to feed Mason Marchment. He was just continuing to be fed the op. It was like operation feed Mason Marchment in this one. And that was really, it's crazy. And of course, uh, again, both of Mason Marchman's goals come really early in the periods. The, the first one was 32 seconds in, and then the, the second one was 27 seconds in. And six points in this one, tying Ole Jokinen for most points in a game by a Florida Panthers player. Ole Jokinen did it in 2007. Anton Lindell breaks a rookie record for points in a game with five. So a record-setting night for multiple players for Mason Marchman and Anton Lundell and Sam Reinhart was asked after the game that because Sam Reinhart got a hat trick he was asked about how it's not it's very rare how one gets a hat trick but they're not the first star of the game and I don't know how often that happens it doesn't seem like it would happen like really often at all but Mason Marchment the star of the show and then there's that image there's that image of Mason Marchment of just like saying of, of cheering after a goal that was just a fan a fan painted a, a beautiful picture of Mason Marchment celebrating after a goal that's just been shared all over the internet and um, maybe I could share it uh, as the thumbnail for for this for this episode if I'm able to but just it, 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 it that image was a mood uh, for the performance that Mason Marchment had for having six points. Um, in this one and there there he had a breakaway where he almost had a seventh point i was like man mason marchment uh six points wasn't enough for you <laughs> but man just continuing just to be an awesome trade for the florida panthers and dale talon left with a bang on that last trade deadline before being let go um by vinnie viola and just continues to just be that valuable bottom six player and he's going to be a ufa this year so he you're you're gonna have to pay him you're gonna have to if he continues this there is no way no way in hell you're letting this guy walk and bill zito has uh some tough decisions uh to make as uh this coming off season with uh the florida panthers being a little cap trap especially with uh keith yandel's buyout uh being on on the books uh next year the majority of it at least but these are the good problems to have as the Florida Panthers uh, continue to just continue to try to contend in the Eastern Conference and the rest of the NHL. And this is this is what you want. This is the good problems. This is what Florida Panther fans crave 
when they want to build a consistent winner. We can worry about the cap later. Right now, the business, the the goal is all about winning, and the Florida Panthers are enjoying just that. So we're going to transition over to the next segment. But first, we're going to tell you all about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait until the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, and even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from baked parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for this final segment, the Florida Panthers on this two-game road trip, they got one game remaining, and it's a game where... The Florida Panthers will be facing off against the New York Rangers on an ESPN Plus slash Hulu exclusive. So that's the only way uh, you're going to catch the game. The last time these two teams faced, it, the the box score might have said 4-3. to three, But in reality, that game was not even close where the Florida Panthers shot the, outshot the New York Rangers by over 25 shots on goal. But they just were not um, able to figure out Igor Shosturkin in, in that one. But the Florida Panthers are looking out to to close this uh, this uh, first half of this season. Well, not really half because they played over half of their games, but this first portion of their season before their break uh, with with a bang as they tried to go into Madison Square Garden and find a way to beat um, New York and win the season series as well because they did win uh, their second matchup out in Sunrise on the 29th of December, but. The Florida Panthers, there they they will be going into uh, that that game where the New York Rangers, in their most recent matchup, they had a three to two win against Seattle after a two quick two game losing streak. But another, um, they're having such a great season, and New York has just been spoiled with goaltending. They just retired Henrik Lundqvist's number, and they just have one of the best um, goalies in the game, Chris Kreider, having an unbelievable season, leading one of the leading scorers on 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 his way on pace to possibly win the rocket Richard um, this season as as well. And though it's nuts because the New York Rangers and the Florida Panthers are kind of similar where they've had some top picks in in the draft, but just having a hard time getting those pieces put together, Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco and the, for the New York Rangers, if we're going to talk to hopefully about this more with John Chick tomorrow after the game about uh, for from Locked On New York Rangers about what this New York Rangers team could be if you can get consistent scoring from those two and just the expectations of those two coming in um, when they came into the league and what this New York Rangers team can be going into this one. A few more notes before we get out of here and. 
The Florida Panthers in the month of January, most wins in a month in franchise history with 12. Most goals in a month in over 25 years of the NHL. The This 2021-2022 Florida Panthers team have scored the most goals in a month in 25 years. We knew this, that this was a season that was historic. But <laughs> when you look at those numbers, it's amazing that it's that historic about how the Florida Panthers are able to, to score um, goals the way they do. And once again, Anton Lindell, uh, second in rookie points. So at the beginning, I was saying he wasn't going to win the Calder Trophy, but now he's officially in the race. And NHL.com did release uh, their all-rookie, all-star team, and Anton Lindell was not in that. And I, I disagree fully. After the, after after they see that performance tonight by Anton Lindell getting five assists, I think NHL.com should uh, definitely change their mind. Call me biased, but the point, but the rookie points says it. So you might you might want to start paying attention. NHL and the national media you might want to start paying attention to this kid and what he's doing at uh, 20 years old. And Connor McDavid did score a point. He got a goal in the in Edmonton's uh, loss against Ottawa. Leon Draisaitl didn't get a point, but with Jonathan Huberdeau getting a point um, on the power play um, with Alexander Barkov scoring, Jonathan Huberdeau does remain the points leader for the NHL coming into the All-Star break slash Olympic break. Of course, Edmonton still has their games in hand, so we will keep an eye out on the points race, uh, the Art Ross race, uh, as they say in the NHL. As the as Jonathan Huberdeau continues that, and we'll definitely uh, be talking about that more on uh, Locked On Panthers about how that looks between t- tonight's game against the New York Rangers, February first, and when the Florida Panthers do resume on February sixteenth against the Carolina Hurricanes, a nationally televised game, by the way. So we'll be talking more about that. But tomorrow we'll be com- hopefully bringing in John Chick of Locked On New York Rangers to discuss more about tonight's game against the new york rangers at madison square garden but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to locked on nhl and the crosscheck nhl show with andrew berkshire and mary clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the national hockey league thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen today and for your second listen today make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets, your one-stop shop for all things betting. Locked On Bets, hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Locked On Bets on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.